Popping dogs in the nighttime. Ooh, trap nigga with the chickens like Popeye. Popeye. Money changing colors like tie-dye. I'm just trying to get it, I ain't trying to die. No. She got a big ol' onion booty, make the world cry. cry. In the kitchen, wrist kissing like a stir fry. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Gavin, aka Coke, aka whatever you're gonna call me. Just make sure you're respectful in the streets. I have the host, the guy who runs this show. The what's guy up? Who makes everything happen. What's, what's up, good, Mike? Man, what's going on, everybody? Mike Will is in the building. What you been your up boy? To? Ah, you know, man. Shit. I don't know. You don't know? I don't even know, man. It's, it's a lot going on. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot going on in the world. It's a lot going on in life. So, man, we just pushing through, grinding, man. Grinding, man. So everybody know um, this is the business stir fry podcast. Yep. I say this every year. I mean every episode, every day. Please go follow us on Facebook. Engage, like a post. Tell us what we need to be working on. Tell us what we don't need to be working on. Tell us what you like, love, and hate. Introduce yourself to us. I mean, Please. I, I want to know the other. You know, everybody out there that's out here hustling, man. You know, like you said, the podcast is for what, right? Come on, do it. Come players, on, man, get a hand clap. players, ballers, hustlers. There we go. Yo. That's who it's for. One day we're gonna get this podcast right. Man, it'll be see it'll be right season two. We 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 don't know what we're doing. Hey. But the information is straight. Do you know how straight it is? Um we talked about WeWork for like three weeks. Oh. What happened? Hey man, what what happened is what we expected to happen, right? Like Uber, we're gonna talk about them a little bit today. Uh-huh. They run into the same problem. Well, we talked about them. Yeah, like I mean we, we we pretty much nailing it. Yeah, because we talked about Uber, we talked about WeWork, we talked. Tell me about, where we wrong. Yeah, please do. Tell me where we wrong. You can't. We, you can't really find it. This is why my ex girlfriends hate me. Hey man, and thank. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> shout out to all ex girlfriends. Y'all do. Y'all do make us great. Um, one thing that won't make you great unless you already living in Canada and some European countries. Instagram about to take likes away. Yep. And for those who don't know, I am a photographer. Um. I dibble and dabble in marketing, and I got started because I kind of just knew how Instagram worked at uh, the Ritz Carlton, and then they just put me on there. But um, Instagram about to take away likes, man. What you think about that? Well, I, I, you know what they're saying is is that you know people are feeling bad because they might they're comparing themselves to other individuals, and the truth of the matter is that they're taking away your likes because they don't want you to they don't want you to know that they're hiding your shit. Absolutely. That's why they're taking away likes. And if there's one thing I can give Mark Zuckerberg credit for, mm-hmm. is he is determined to run Facebook into a, the fucking ground. Absolutely. I, and I, and I don't know why, <laughs> because the, I mean we're talking about a company that was able to was able to do more with advertising than Google. Like Google yeah. was the, was the epitome of what you want with targeted advertising because mm-hmm. it, you know ten years ago all of us was in our email, like we was all in our email box. Now Absolutely. we we hate emails because chances are on your phone you get fifty emails a day, right? Yeah. You got a VIP emails that are, that are actually important to you. Absolutely. Or you got to create a whole new email box just for important email, right? Yep. So Google never had the pivot of creating a, a social network, and Facebook came along and was able to create a, a remarkable social network. I mean, we, I mean, I'm talking like man, I'm talking to people that I haven't seen le- legit. Since the junior year of high school, right? Like this is an amazing invention, and you've decided to monetize it to a point that everything that makes you important 
is what you're taking away. Like everything that makes you a part of everybody live, everything that makes it so you get people cheating texts, they're sexting texts, they're <laughs> like, and, you know, the sharing everything about themselves. Every, you know, you're, you're going to lose that because you're trying to get a year over year. So I find it funny because I'm a photographer. So I deal with people that really, really, really love their likes. Yeah. And I deal with people that's like into their likes too much. So at first I was like, man, I was like, yo, thank God they're taking away likes just because it's like I deal with people that are obsessed with it. Um, obsessed with it to the point of, you know, it's a known thing that people buy likes or they buy followers. Yeah. And so, but you, you made an interesting point off air. You said those type of people made this platform run. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes it popular. Like it is the narcissist that makes it popular. I mean, it, it doesn't, it it doesn't take 90% of people to make something popular. I I, I, I think they say the, the breaking, the tipping point for anything to really change. And I I forget the scientific terminology for it, Mm -hmm. but it's only three and a half percent. So, like, if you ever have a protest in a nation and you want to change every law in the nation, I mean, legit, you want to change every law in the country. Okay. Three and a half percent of the people have to show up to protest. Nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Nonviolent protest is twice twice as likely more effective than violent protest. Mm. All right. But it's legit three and a half percent. Like, we, we had this argument all the time with, with a lot of people because they know I'm, I'm huge on history and civil rights. And I, always, I, and I always tell people that, you know, the majority of, of individuals did not show up in 1964 to vote. African Americans, like yeah. the majority, actually didn't. Yeah, it was it was like I, I want to say it was only like 60 percent of registered voters <laughs> in the South. <laughs> that, like it should have been 100 percent of registered voters in the oh. South, and it should be 100. It should have been 100 percent of Africans in the South. Absolutely right. Like like this number should have been absurd. Like no, like even in the South, it's only like 60, 65 percent. Of people showed up, so mm-hmm. it doesn't take a, a huge amount of people to change things. So yeah. the narcissist is what makes Facebook run. If you run the narcissist off, the rest of us are just here. Absolutely, we're, we're entertained by the narcissist, right? Like we're entertained by the by the by the girl that has three kids by three baby daddies talking about men ain't <laughs> shit. That Absolutely. shit is fucking entertaining. Like Absolutely. we're there. So if you run people off that are not getting the attention, the rest of us are like, Well, yeah, I didn't see it for twenty years. I'm I'm good if I don't see it for the next twenty. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Facebook is is one hundred percent driving themselves into the ground. And if Evan of Snapchat, if you <laughs> cannot in this environment borrow ten to twenty billion dollars to create your own social network platform, I Bruh, the only thing you have to do is legit 100% just copy Facebook and not be Facebook at this point. And your company will be a $100 billion company. Bruh, he should have just sold years ago. Dude, no. like this, <laughs> it, the, fact that, the fact that a company such as Snap, because everybody uses Snapchat. Everybody uses. Like, if you have Facebook, you're using Snapchat. Yeah. Like, the fact that, that, that Snap cannot make this pivot. I mean, I please take what I'm saying. Somebody download the podcast and, and go make a billion dollars off of it, bro. Like, if you can't make this pill, like Facebook is laying themselves up to you. Absolutely. Um, something that's funny. This is. Uh, I wish we had a drum roll on the soundboard because this has <laughs> zero to do with nothing we're talking about. You know, one of my favorite people is Irv Gotti. <laughs> and um, I was listening to it. You do like her, man. Bruh, I would love, <laughs> if I can interview two people in this world, 
could be Irv Gotti and Fat Joe. Me and Fat Joe got some beef right now. Saw him in when I was in New York, by the way, at the uh, the Brooklyn game when he was playing the Knicks. And this uh, lady yelled out, we should just call you Joe because you ain't fat anymore. <laughs> but um, anyway, Irv Gotti was talking about, he's talking about the evolution of Jay-Z. And I was actually very, very amazed. Oh. And he said two things that I want to... Uh, <laughs> he said the feds are sold on making sure that hip-hop never gets another Jay-Z. He said a drug dealer turned billionaire. He said they will make sure that you would never get another Jay-Z. And he said... He said, if you ever notice, he said, look at every big um, hip hop artist that's ever came out. All of them have been followed by the FBI and been investigated. He said, yeah. some stuff become public, some stuff don't. He said, but they, he said, the feds are pissed off that Jay Z got through the cracks. And he's like, that's why Supreme got locked up. That's why Irv got went through some stuff. He was like, if you listen, Diddy talked about right after Tupac and Biggie. He was investigating and followed for a decade. Yeah. Like, so it was very amazing. The other thing that he said, which I thought was funny, he said he crossed Jay-Z by trying to sign Nas. And he said Jay-Z was so much of a killer when um, Irv Gotti was going through his drama with the feds. Jay-Z took 50 Cent on tour with him. And allowed 50 Cent to yell out F Murder Inc. every episode. And he was like, <laughs> don't mess with Jay-Z. He's a killer, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there just because it really just blew my mind. Because some people do talk about how snakish and how dirty Jay-Z is. You know, Dame. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kanye said certain things. And when Irv, when I heard Irv said it, I said, huh. And I just thought about, like, these guys really study, like, the 48 Laws of Power and just how you have to eliminate certain people, right? Yeah. And just, and so... And Irv always says one of my biggest mistakes was trying to sign Nas when I grew up with Jay Z. I knew I knew Jay Z, and well, it, I thought it's, it was sweet. It's attaining power for the first time, right? Like, how yeah. powerful are you? Yeah. And I mean, Irv Gotti, you know, should Irv Gotti should be more powerful than Lenore Cohen? Absolutely, he should be. He yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a, and a lot of that is because you know we have to learn the, those hard lessons, right? Absolutely. We talk. You know, I I am very you know open with people to let people know yeah. my early thirties and my second half mm-hmm. of the thirties. You know, I you know you have to learn. Sometimes you have to learn the hard lessons. Absolutely. You're not as smart as you are. Not as brilliant as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the universe blessing you, and then you get cocky, you get arrogant, and then the universe is like, all right. Let's see what you could do on your own. Yep. So I mean, with Irv, um, yeah, yeah, of course he should have probably let left Jay Z alone. But at the time, Irv, Irv yeah, Irv was on fire. I mean, Irv was was a, was an equal. Yeah. You know, and and Jay Z recognized that he had to make him. He had to make Irv go away permanently, right? Yeah. And that and that's pretty much what he did when it came to music. Jay Z elevated. Irv did not to that level, but I mean, to to that point though, to speak on the feds in general there there's a scapegoating that goes on in this country mm-hmm. i i can't say i can't say if it's the feds or running behind everybody mm-hmm. or if if it's really that much snitching that's going on mm. like does this idea that people don't tell is is the, a is a joke man people tell people tell quick you, you when you're faced <laughs> with 20 years man i mean you got a real decision to make what you want to know yeah who, know who you want to know about so <laughs> you know i i think i think there's something to that but to just say that it's exclusively the the federal government trying to keep 
black rappers from becoming billionaires. I, I, I think we play a lot into that, mm-hmm. um, in, into not becoming black billionaires because we had, we talked about this, I think it was right around episode six or seven about, well, hell, we talk about doing the Jay-Z episode mm-hmm. that hip hop is the number one music genre in the world. Absolutely. There should not be one Jay-Z. It should, it should probably be somewhere in the neighborhood or of 10 or 15 Jay-Z's. Absolutely. But you got to think about this. There's really only like, I want to say, I'll say I twenty, but head. I think it's less than twenty black billionaires. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about African Americans. I'm talking about black. Yeah. <laughs> like Angolians, Sudanese, Nigerian. <laughs> like, there's only twenty on the planet. Absolutely. So you're going to always face this. You're always going to face this 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 wall. I don't want to call it the ceiling, but you're always going to face this wall that you either got to figure out how to go around, through, or over. Absolutely. Um. Our, our guy, let's call him our guy. He was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, man. That's Shout our out boy. to Byron Allen, man. Friend, Allen, of, the, man. friend of the show, Speak, one day. That is another win for us. <laughs> Hold on, let me do the push your T. That's a W to me. That is definitely a W for us because that's another person we've been talking about for weeks. Since day one. And people catching on to the podcast, man. You know, I, I, I think people are tuning in, man. I think people are tuning some, in to us. Somebody is tuning in yeah. because Byron Allen's on there. And he told an amazing story, man. He talked about how he started his um, his network, how he was... Um, one particular story, he said that um, he wanted to do this comedy show. He was sitting at home, and he said he called so many businesses. And the way he Gosh, said... Gosh, dude, that, it, that, it, that was... Cold done. calling. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has ever done cold calling. It is not fun. No, it's not. Man, I was. I remember... Random story. I remember when I was working at UNCC, and I we had to call cold call for um, some type of water thing, and it was so bad. And it was just like I was getting paid no matter if zero people opened up, uh, uh-huh. listened to the call, or if a hundred. And I just remember it was so dreadful. But anyway, um, he said he was doing all this cold calling, and nobody was picking up the phone. And he said what he was doing was he was just selling his show. Um, he was selling ad space. Yep. And he said nobody was picking it up. And I forget. I want to say he said um, he probably did like fifteen hundred calls. Or it was something ridiculous number. And he said it was a guy named Roger Kelly, and um, who finally picked up. He sold the show um, to Roger Kelly, and Roger Kelly was like, "All right, great. Like, you know, I'm into this." And he he talked about um, on the Breakfast Club, and I want to talk about I guess persistence and just sticking to the course because. He said, Roger Kelly said, I want you to come to my house for a party. And my yeah. was like, I have no reason to be there. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I want you to come. And he said, um, he told him, uh, Roger Kelly told Byron Allen when he got there, he said, all right, let me do one thing. Roger Kelly gets on the stage of his home and he's like, hey, this guy is Byron Allen. He has this amazing show. Um, I want everybody in this room to talk to him because if you don't, I won't re-sign none yep. of you guys. And Byron Allen talked about how that just blew his it mind. It was access. Yeah, it was access. A- and that's what he talked about. He said, he said, next thing you know, all the guys who were telling him no, who had been telling him no for the last couple months, was now at his mercy to talk to him and pick up his show. And he was like, I hit the ground running. I never turned back on that. And it was just amazing to hear that story because it's like, you never know. And we talked about this on a LeBron episode, right? With um, Rich Paul, Rich Paul. Like, yeah, you never know when it's gonna be your when your opportunity. You gotta be ready. Gotta for be it. ready for it. And that's exactly what blew my mind on that man. Um, and I thought it was a super dope thing. I encourage everybody if you get a moment, go listen to the episode on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, check out that Breakfast dope. Club ep- episode. Uh, you know, they're gonna annoy you with their 
their um, unsophisticated question. Hey. But Byron Allen <laughs> nails it. He nails it a whole episode, and it's a good place for everybody to get a, a jump off part. But uh, yeah, about time, you know, folks pick up on uh, the Jay Z episode, episode number six. I want to say Byron Allen is eight, FYI. If you want to mm-hmm. go check back through some of our old episodes. And I want to say this is, we're up on episode 19 right now. We have one more episode mm-hmm. that's coming up. And we'll, let's go ahead and tease that right now, man. That's going to be hey, our man. most offensive episode. Uh-oh. Like, we've been keeping it clean all season. Uh-oh. But last episode of the season, man, we're, we're going to, we're going to, yeah. Cut shots. We yeah, ain't playing we, with them. We, we ain't playing with them. So, we ain't playing with <laughs> what's up with the market, man? Fill us in, bro. Oh, man, market right now. Hey, you know, we we've been talking about the triple top. We've been talking about that the market is going to go higher. You know, but a recession is coming. Uh-oh. The market, I want to say, broke through last week on the uh, broke through the triple top last week. So okay. I think right now we're at Dow twenty seven thousand. That was me trying to pull up the Dow right now hey. for all the music start coming on. <laughs> Thank you, Yahoo. <laughs> Which is trash, by the way. Oh man, they've been trash. I mean, that's they what... lost all their sauce when they let Woj go to ESPN, man. Yeah, people really wasn't checking for Yahoo. But yeah, so Yahoo, it was at a triple top. We've been waiting for it to break through. It broke through the triple top, which means that the market is is going to go higher. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know some technical guys out there. They are arguing that point. It, it, it was a triple top. It broke through. It broke through. Looked like it broke through in September. Excuse me. Um. October 31st or November 4th, just looking at it briefly. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're about to see, guys. You're about to start hearing Dow 30,000. Mm. And when you start hearing that, man, take a, take your whole 401k and push it all over to bonds. Okay. Yeah, so you, so you don't have to lose 50% of your portfolio. You, you'll lose maybe 10, 20% of your portfolio. Okay. So, you know I mean, that's not investment advice, but the market – is going to crash. We we are literally we have legit hit. <laughs> I think every red flag <laughs> that we could possibly hit. Amen. Um, and speaking on that note, all the so we so we've been talking about the Ubers, the Lyfts, all the companies that are coming out, the Beyond uh-huh. Meats, and I, I want to say about two weeks ago, most of those companies took a massive tumble, including. You know, Uber. Like, Uber had a high this summer of, in June, of $46, $47. Mm. Uber today is $26.70, man. That's almost 50% of their market cap. Gone. And I'm almost certain that we've been talking about this. If you've been listening to this podcast, we've been trying to talk to you guys about this. Wayfair, $171 in May, $83 today. Grubhub, $78 in June, $37 today. Etsy. One of the few companies actually making money. $71 in July, $40 today. Beyond Meat, $235 in, in July, $78 today. And guess what, guys? They are going lower. And here's the bad news, right? It's actually an indicator. It's actually an indicator of an upcoming pending recession because the people who invested in these companies are taking it. Not, not only are they taking their money out, they're taking their money out early. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is you're going to see all these companies rebound from these lows between now and January, mm-hmm. and everybody's gonna think the market is fine. And then I, I can't say when. I don't know when. Yeah. You know, uh, if I could do that, guys, I would not be having a podcast. Absolutely. I'd have a yacht <laughs> somewhere in the middle of the Mediterranean. Hey. So. I'd be there. Yeah. So the timing, <laughs> I can't really tell you guys, but this is a terrible sign. Like this isn't a bad sign. 
Like, this isn't somebody on the phone talking about, I'm about to come over there and kill you, right? Yeah. I'm about to come over there and whoop your ass. This is somebody knocking at your door. Like, what's good? What's <laughs> good? I'm here. What's good? <laughs> yeah, so hands up, words up on everybody on that shit right there. Hey, man. Um, Before we get to the topic, uh, shout out to McDonald's, man. They fired their CEO, bro. Yeah, man. You can't, can't date. you can't date your employees. Can't date your employees, man. Not if you don't own the company. Hey. If you own the company, you probably shouldn't date your employees because she's probably, yeah, she's probably going to sue you. Yeah, and absolutely. And you're going to pay out a huge settlement. Just probably a bad idea. Just a bad idea. Just don't, 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 don't eat and shit in the same place. Don't, thank you. <laughs> if you don't know, this is on our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> but shout out to McDonald's, man. I feel bad for bro because uh, he's done. Um, The NCAA just switched around. People can start getting paid a little bit now after they like likeness um which is interesting yeah you know that so a couple a couple things on that so let, let's uh since we're going through articles on the facebook page yeah. um let, let's let's get back to the ncaa let's go to two places right bezos looking to buy an nfl team again which indicator of a recession because basically so sports teams were basically like municipal bonds for Absolutely. for super rich people super super yeah super super rich <laughs> yeah and, 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 and you know we haven't really talked about the the discussion the disparity between rich and wealthy and sometimes a lot of individuals. So like if you and your wife, if you know, she's a, she's a surgeon, you're an attorney, you're a yeah. partner at a law firm. Y'all yeah. make $700,000 a year. You 10 years, you probably have saved up probably three and a half million. At least mm-hmm. your house, your home was probably a million and a half, probably half paid off. Mm-hmm. You live in a good life. Kids are in private school. Everything is good. Total net worth might be somewhere in the neighborhood of $8 million. Right. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet life, all right. And you will sit there and go to the country club with a guy that actually owns like a chain of grocery stores, right? Absolutely. And he's worth a hundred million dollars. And y'all sitting there and you talking to one another as if you're equals because it's Absolutely. a it's a rarity of wealth. So and you don't feel like you're not equals. You don't feel like you're not equals, yeah. right? Well, you don't realize that he way richer than guys. You. It's not even close, right? Yeah. Like I think I think I, I think I posted last week <laughs> that if you made a hundred thousand dollars a day. Yep. Hundred thousand dollars cash a day. That that's more than that. that's more than what most people make a year. Absolutely. If you made a hundred thousand dollars a day, it would take you a hundred days to be worth ten million dollars. Absolutely. You are you are you are qualified as super rich in this country at that point. Yeah. All right. Talk it would it, it would take you twenty seven and a half years <laughs> to make a hundred thousand dollars a day and be worth a hundred million dollars. It is not close. But we have this idea that, oh, man, I can, if I'm well-to-do, mm-hmm. that's the same as wealthy. Guys, it's, it's not, not close. even close. So what it would take, let's take, uh, what's the cheapest franchise in the NFL? The Bucks? Uh, probably. And the, and probably the Bills in the NFL. Think so? Yeah, probably the Bills. All right. So to buy the Bills, I'm guessing what you need. Come Bill on. and a half, easy. 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 And so here's the funny part, and we talked about this. We be talking about some shit on the podcast. People don't be listening, man. They got to pay attention. Um, We talked about on there, for you to buy an NFL team, you have to have, what is it, 60% of that cash? Yeah, in liquid. So that means you got to have 60% of that. Yeah, you got to have $900 million up you front. In cash. In cash. Like, I hear you. Guys. Here you go. So just to kind of put it in retrospect, um, Diddy don't have $900 million in cash. Jay-Z don't have $900 Yeah. Like none of these rappers that you're thinking of, they don't have $900 million in cash. Guess who cashed out $5 billion in stock two weeks ago? Excuse me, two weeks ago. Two months ago. Who? Jeff Bezos. Hey, gone. Gone. Like, 
And so it's funny to think about like, hey, how much money that really is. So I do find it funny that he's trying to buy an NFL team because what, like you said, when the market crashes, like, all right, cool. When the market rebounds, yeah, he's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, and, and, and you haven't lost anything. Right. So yeah, I mean, and that and that's such a big uh, shit. On on that note, Warren Buffett is sitting on 128 billion dollars cash at Berkshire Hathaway, and everybody's like, well, what is he going to do with all the money? Well, what have we been talking about for the past? Four months now, right? Hey. Like, what do you need to do? Cut your spending, save up money. So if you don't, if you can't catch the crash, you can buy everything when it's cheap. Yep. This man, this man made a mint on Bank of America with preferred warrants and preferred bonds, and preferred stock. He made a mint. It paid for him not making the money he wanted to make on IBM. Like they've made so much money on that. So guess what? His last trick going to be after this next crash? What? Preferred warrants and preferred stocks. <laughs> And, and and he's gonna set Berkshire halfway up to exist well beyond after after he you know he, he's he's dead and gone. Absolutely. So I mean, and this is boss shit. That's what we talk about on this podcast, man. Hey. You want to talk about being a CEO, getting a good job, having a good resume? That's pretty. That's somebody else's podcast. Hey, so this boss shit. And you tell them, you tell the people who uh, podcast you listen to there to follow us. <laughs> They're gonna love it. They're gonna um, love it. So today's topic, man. NCAA, man. We're going to talk about the NCAA right now. But today's topic, though, is LeVar Ball and the NCAA. And this is why I bring up LeVar Ball. So, on this podcast, we talk about being bosses. And we're talking about owning your own and running your own. And the NCAA has prevented a ton of individuals from doing that. Absolutely. Like, the NCAA, you go with the AAU on through – to whereas kids are pretty much brought up brought up to be on the teat of basically either a major college program mm-hmm. or a major athletic brand. Mm-hmm. So with what LeVar Ball did, and I know everybody hated LeVar. Like, look, let me tell you something about LeVar. LeVar Ball, he messed up law number one, which is never outshine the master because he tried to outshine the NCAA and, and Nike. <laughs> never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use your enemies. He couldn't. He did not learn how to use the athletic, you know, schools or how to use the brands. He put all his trust into a known felon yeah. that ended up screwing him. Conceal your intentions. He never concealed his intentions. He you always us. knew what LeVar Ball was going to do. He told us. Law number four, always say less than necessary. Need I say more when it comes to LeVar? He always says too much. And number five, so much depends on your reputation to guard with your life. LeVar Ball never considered about guarding his reputation. At all. And on that one, I really won't give him too much because there's plenty of people. The Kardashians don't give a fuck about a reputation. Hey, what's that? And, they, and they do fine. What's that? But the reason why I want to bring him up is, man, I, I, I do want to give him credit okay. that he's the catalyst for a lot of what we've seen. A lot of guys have came through and said, you know what, man, I want to try to run my son. I, my, I, want, I want to run my son. I want to be his agent. I want to put him in. Mm-hmm. And everybody has just slapped that down. Yeah. Well, you couldn't slap that down with his, with his first son that got drafted number two overall. Yeah. You know, and, and then his second son, he might be better than him. Yeah. So, yeah, so you couldn't just smack him away. And every idea that he had where, you know, of, of putting his son in the athletic wear, letting them make money off of their clothes, that is what athletes have been screaming forever. Like, yo, can I get paid for my image and my likeness? Absolutely. Why shouldn't I? 
So yeah, I, mean, I want to give I want to give him a little bit credit. I know he rubs people the wrong way, including myself. Yeah. But I do want to say like he I don't think he's the fire, but I but we'd be wrong to say that he wasn't afraid electrical cord <laughs> next to the cotton. <laughs> so when we look at the NCAA, um, I guess I laugh at the NCAA because it's like. First of all, I still think they're a nonprofit organization. Yeah, they're they're a well, as they like to say, they're a not for profit organization, yeah. right? Okay. And they and they pulled in a billion dollars last year in 2018. And they've been pulling in a billion. Yeah, and they years. they've been pulling a ton of and money so in. I think my my issues with the NCAA is like um they hide behind this thing like oh we giving we feeding your kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know we look at the top rated football programs, right? Alabama rakes in, you know. Plus, over $100 million. Over $100 million. Yeah. You know, when you go to even basketball and you look and you say Kentucky, Duke, uh, UNC, they're raking in, you know, $60, $70 million. So it's kind of like, all right. It's like, oh, you know, we're raking in all this money, but then you have kids who, you know, they get a couple of jumpsuits, they get a couple of, they get their three little meals, and they're not getting an education. Like, if you are a lottery pick, and playing basketball, you go to school for two months. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, and if you football, if you're a football player and you're on the top thing, um, they put you in BS classes until your third year. Then you know, then you start going to class completely, and it's amazing there. But one thing, like you said about Lavar, which I found amazing, is is like everything we've been screaming. He did take a step out and say, "All right, um, it, and." I'm going to come back to that. It reminds me of what Jay-Z used to say about Kanye back in the day before Kanye went crazy. He's like, Kanye is the guy who goes over the mountains and lets you know that, oh, it's a lot of them over there shooting. Let's not go. Yeah. LeVar, LeVar went over the mountain, and he let us know what they shooting at, what won't work, what won't work. <laughs> yeah. He came back, you know, and, and, and let us know. And, I mean, and let's look at it, right? Let's look at when the NCAA was founded. It was founded in the early 1900s. Okay. Uh, 1900s to 1920s. And that says enough. And, and that, <laughs> that says enough. And let's, let's remember a lot of that was going on in the 1920s, right? Mm-hmm. So you had uh, you had the suffrage movement that was going on in mm-hmm. time. So we have women that are being excluded. You also had the, the, the income tax came in. So you had a gilded age where wealthy people were saying, I don't really want to pay for. I don't. I don't want to sponsor a university no more. I don't want to sponsor hospitals anymore. I just want to be rich. Yeah. Right. So how can where can we get that money from? Well, let's introduce an income income tax around this time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we we have the overhanging apartheid that yeah. that exists in this country. So and and so when they created the NCAA, it was an institution to protect. Something right. I we I don't want to go into what what I think that protection was, <laughs> but it was to protect something. Something. And, and and it became the exploitive you know tool that 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 old cranky curmudgeons mm-hmm. were able to use. Right. Like they they were able to lord this over you. I mean, hell, the Republican Party is the party of low taxes, no taxes, etc. The moment California passes a law saying that student athletes can be paid for their likeness, Bruh. our great senator of, of the great state of North Carolina, Bruh. Richard Burr, is like, well, we're going to tax it. Like, bro, for real? Bruh. For real? Like, is that the first place that we're going to go? Wait, what did he wait? Like, an hour? It was an hour. It was 59 <laughs> minutes <laughs> before, before somebody who's supposed to be anti-taxes wants to tax something. That the, the ideal, if you think of, if you think of a a you think of the most popular college athlete, 
for the yeah. last 10 years. Okay. You know, just in general, right? You just okay. think of, like, man, who's the most – you know, every year that athlete is a good chance that that he, he looks a lot like the most popular athlete last year, which mm-hmm. was Zion Williamson, Absolutely. right? We think of Jadavian Clowney, right? Absolutely. He looks a lot similar. Shout out to the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Carolinas. South, right? South Carolina, Carolina. Oh, exactly. Gosh. I know Ayers was going to be like South Carolina. Y'all yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, what I'm, so what I'm saying is, is that the NCAA – is a good example. And I know everybody's like, man, why are they talking about the NCAA today? Well, we're talking about ownership. Mm. We're talking about independence. You cannot be free, right? What did the great philosopher say? Until you own your own, mm-hmm. you can't be free. And what we got to understand is, is that ownership, especially of yourself, Absolutely. we're talking about as an entrepreneur, but getting your time back. We got college, we got guys who are athletically gifted. Yeah. That did not even own their own likeness. Think about this. You look in the mirror. Someone could just take that and make yeah. money off of it. Absolutely. So, no, we're talking about that's ownership is key. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like that's why that's that's why it's such a big deal. There's been careers that are that have been ruined Absolutely. because people have gotten kicked out of school and guess what? They 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 no longer play ball. They get in trouble. If people want to know how crazy this is, just think about um people that's and our age range, if you want to think about how crazy it is, realize why EA Sports don't make NCAA no more the football game. Yeah. That that used to be a very, very popular game. Go look up why it's not there yeah. anymore. And that's because they, in court, they said you have to pay these athletes. And they, and they were like, yeah, we, we just won't do we it. We just won't never Because the NCAA it. was just like, yeah, we, we'd, rather the, we'd rather these young people not get any money. Versus then, then to pay them out a, a small percentage, guys. A, a game, a game, right? <laughs> I, so, no, I mean, so just it goes back to ownership. It goes back to to your own, your own. You can't be free. And the NCAA is is running into a lot of problems right now. University of Memphis, mm-hmm. they have the number one college athlete in the country. Mm-hmm. Their coach wasn't the coach at the time, but he helped the kid move there. And the NCAA was like, "Well, you're a booster, Anthony Hardaway." Yeah. And they was like, we're probably going to rule your number one recruit. This guy is the number. He is probably the number one pick of the upcoming draft. And the NCAA was like, yeah, we're not going to let him play this year because he, quote, unquote, broke a rule. And what the University of Memphis said, they was like, yeah, we're going to let him play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the NCAA is actually losing all of their power. And it goes back to what we talked about when we first started this, right? Yep. It only takes a small percentage of people. I think 3.5%, they say, at the breaking point, the tipping point. If 3.5% of the people peacefully protest, mm-hmm. it will change. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the future and I, I, I don't want to talk about, like, short future because we know what the short future is yeah. going to be. But, like, what do you think? Because, okay, the governor, um, you know, you look at California, laws is getting passed. You look at, um, you know, last year we had a guy who literally basketball player. I can't think of the, the cat name. But he went to the lottery. But he took off a year. He didn't go play college sports. Yeah. But he signed with New Balance. Yep. They gave him a million dollars. He skipped college for a yep. million dollars for an internship yeah. just so he could sit there and practice. <laughs> yeah. And he still hit the lottery. Then you have more people looking at going overseas for a year. You look at, we got to go back to LeVar. I don't think people understand how crazy LeVar is. So crazy enough that he took his youngest son and said, all right, I'm going to send you off to a, uh, another country. You're going to go ball out there. We generate enough buzz. And now he's definitely going to be, he's definitely going to be a lottery pick. Um, yeah. And that, excuse me, y'all. 
people probably want to know what the hell's going on. But anyway, he's definitely going to be a lottery pick, and he's saying, hey, well, my youngest kid, you know, he's balling. And there's so, – what I'm trying to get at is it's more avenues to just going to college. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen there? I ultimately what I what I what I see is you're gonna have a lot of club ball. I I think the NBA is ahead of the game. Excuse me, they're not ahead of the game. Baseball's been doing this for fucking hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> but I think when it comes to the major sports um, in America, which is going to be everything else outside of baseball, uh-huh. I think you're going to start seeing where guys are when a guy leaves high school. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't think you're going to have NCAA basketball. The way you have it now, and this and here's the problem. So I think you're gonna have a lot of guys that's gonna be in the G League, uh-huh. and I and I think that they're gonna be paying these guys big salaries in the G League. So you're gonna have the G yeah. League players, but you're also gonna have the lottery players that are in the G League for a year or two. Yeah, and we're because we're almost basically used to it now. Absolutely. So so in the next ten years, I think that's definitely gonna be what you see. But ultimately, I think you'll start seeing that in a lot of other sports. Now, will it will it cross over to football? I, I don't That's know because of the physicality of it. Absolutely. But I, with that argument of physicality in football, professional boxers start at 18 years old. Absolutely. And I don't think that professional boxing is less physical than, than football. <laughs> like, like, I think they're probably neck and neck. You can die there, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think you're going to see a lot of club ball. And what we're going to see is with these schools. And this is, this is why they fight so hard. The NCAA, I think... We, I think I'm pretty sure I read that over half of their revenue comes from March Madness. Hmm. Now, if you lose all your stars because they're going directly to the NBA, yeah, will that product still be good enough? I think we'll still be excited, right? Because yeah. because we love College World Series, yeah, and all the best college, all the best baseball players are already in the major leagues. Absolutely, they're not in college, but you have some really good guys that come out of college that still make it. To the pros, and I think that's what we're gonna have with basketball. And at some point, I, I believe you're gonna have that with football. I think football is gonna be the hardest to get into, just because your ownership groups in football are ultra super wealthy people. And if it's anything that rich people are good at, it's keeping poor people away from them. Absolutely, <laughs> yo man, yo shout out to y'all for listening. Um, check us out. Make sure y'all hop on our Facebook and um, make sure y'all like, subscribe. Share this podcast. Make sure you comment because we're gonna shout you out and everything. Man, we got one more. We got one more episode, and we're gonna wrap the season up. We're gonna pub the hell out of it, man. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Please, you know, check in with us over these next ten to twelve weeks while you don't hear from us. We will be on YouTube. Yeah, we will be on TikTok. We'll be launching those um, those channels. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Season two is going to be way better than season one. If, hey. if, if you thought this season was just decent, I don't even care if you didn't like it. If you thought this was decent, Wait. season two is going to be fire. Man. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. And make sure y'all do that. We're going to holler at y'all next time. Right? Holler at your boy.